how are you feeling this morning? That's the question that the federal government's asking as it confronts highly complex economic challenges like inflation and the fallout from the war in Ukraine, which is why the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, is rolling out a national framework to measure our well-being that could become a well-being budget. The ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan, is with me now. Peter, good morning to you. How does this well-being framework differ or add to the normal way the economy is measured? Well, good morning, Tom. Uh, Every federal budget, people like me get pretty excited about things uh, known as key economic parameters, economic growth or GDP, inflation, of course, a huge issue at the moment, unemployment and wages, all critical matters that you and I talk about all the time, Tom. Of course, these well-being measures in the framework being announced by Jim Chalmers today don't replace these traditional parameters, but they do add to them uh, with five well-being being themes and 50 indicators that go to health, security, sustainability, cohesiveness and prosperity uh, that are better designed to inform the way the budget is uh, put together and gives it a human element about how people are feeling. It's not a new idea. New Zealand has already had a wellbeing budget uh, for a few years, as well as some European countries. Jim Chalmers raised this idea when he was in opposition, asked for public comments in last year's October budget, got a bit of a mention in this year's May budget. Since then, public consultation's been underway, and of course there's been plenty of feedback, and some of it pretty robust. There's been some criticism, Peter, I should note, that the data used in this is, is outdated, uses information from before the pandemic, which is pretty noteworthy. I would have thought a lot's changed since then. Is it fair, given that like, unlike, I should say, 2020, interest rates have soared, cost of living, it's surged? Well, it's probably a fair enough question just looking at this. And I've asked the Treasurer's Office why the most recent data, especially the data during the pandemic and post-pandemic, hasn't been used. Of course, mortgage repayments have surged over the past year. Yet, The report that goes with the framework says people are spending less on mortgage repayments than two decades ago, something that's clearly not right. (laughs) Also, that people with a disability said services had deteriorated, but um, it makes the point that uh, tens of billions of dollars have been spent on the NDIS. So it's probably a bit of a glass half-empty view. And also the reality is that the main budget that we get each May doesn't necessarily dwell on the past, although that's important context. But the budgets project over four years with estimates on how budget spending needs to be balanced with economic realities and things like expected uh, tax revenue. Now, Jim Jim Chalmers is, of course, defying the critics and says that taking people's well-being into account uh, will ensure budget management is not just about numbers that are eye-glazing to many. We're trying to look here at broader trends over a longer period of time uh, and we're trying to work out where the data could be better. That's an important part of it as well. And so, you know, where there is genuine feedback, where there is a genuine critique, we welcome that. That's a good thing. Uh, There will also also be the usual kind of ranting from the usual places. That's easy enough to ignore. I'm relaxed about that as well. And my predecessor, you might recall, famously bagged the idea of well-being in the parliament and he doesn't work there anymore. So there'll be the usual partisan stuff 
from the usual places, but there'll also be welcome feedback, genuine feedback, and I'll take that into consideration as we refine it. And he doesn't work there anymore. That's uh, interesting from the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers there. Peter Ryan's with us. Peter, speaking of well-being, it's normally good news that the jobless rate has fallen to 3.5%, but could that actually, interestingly enough, end up being bad news for the well-being of borrowers if there's another rate rise from the Reserve Bank? Well, that's right. Uh, once again, where good news becomes bad news for many, and it does seem, yes, Tom, there's no stopping of Australia's economy, not even those 12 interest rate rises we've had since May last year. And as you mentioned, the unemployment rate in June fell back to 3.5% seasonally adjusted. When most economists have thought it'd probably remain steady, maybe even tick higher to 3.7%, and also some remarkable resilience in employment growth with just over 39,000 new jobs created and part-time employment down. But of course, that now means that bets are back on that because the economy is running hot, at least in parts of the job mar- jobs market, that the Reserve Bank might have no choice but to deliver another rate hike on August the 1st. We'll get a better idea when the uh, quarterly inflation numbers are revealed. Uh, high inflation could almost lock in a rate hike, even if it does stabilise. And of course, while this is a necessary evil, it's no good for the well-being of households that are now financially and also psychologically stressed. Peter, thanks as always for joining us. That's the ABC's senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan.